Raised the Jolly Roger with a slick double play. And oh, what a stop, Hayes! There's one! Oh, zip, zap, kazoo! The Buckos just turned two! Ground ball, left side, picked. Oh, Castillo, a pretty play on the first, and a double play! In between hop, and now throwing toward third base, a pick by Hayes! Oh, my goodness, what a play! Key Brian Hayes and Michael Chavis turn it into a double play! for tuning into the 412 Double Play Podcast. I am, as always, your host, Michael Castrogano. Joining me this week, my co-host, Stephen Castrogano. little delayed. Um, I'll talk about that in a, a second, but jumping into this week's episode with some prospect talk, because it's somewhat common to call up a first-round draft pick. Uh, of course, naturally, you want those guys and expect those guys to reach the majors. But this week, we had two called up, with Henry Davis and Nick Gonzalez both debuting. Steve... Uh, welcome back to the show, co-hosting, and what were your thoughts on both of those guys making the, the jump to the bigs this past week? Yeah, I mean, it's not the scenario you, you want to see those guys called up. felt like they were kind of forced up because of how bad the offense is, uh, so that's unfortunate. But nonetheless, it's certainly exciting to see Davis up. I was pretty surprised Gonzalez came up. Uh, having a eh, slow start. He started heating but, up lately, though. Like, his strikeout rate went down a lot. Until he reached the majors, I think he's going to have an adjustment period. Mm-hmm. Um, we were just talking before we started about how Shelton put him in, like, the six. Uh, I think it was seven for each of the games, seven or eight. And so he doesn't have that line of protection, and he just keeps getting fed breaking balls. And he's notoriously bad against those. I think that if he's getting a lot more fastballs, he'd have a better shot. But they're, yeah, they're well, using breaking balls to get ahead of him in the count, and then he's he's kind of pressing. Yeah, that certainly happens with younger players. And unfortunately, I don't think there's a lot of lineup protection, no matter where they're put right now, unless they're getting put ahead of Kutch. That's about it. Yeah, well, so, Kutch has had some injuries. Um, obviously, Reynolds injured. I do want to mm-hmm. uh, talk about. So, I had a busy weekend with my family. We went to an aquarium on Saturday with my son, and then on Sunday, all day out in like 90 plus degree heat uh, for a, a friend's birthday party at Knobles in Elysburg. And so, we were out in the sun all day, and my phone died. Get home, putting him to bed. I fall asleep, and I don't wake up until almost 10 to see missed text messages from Ed about recording. He gets very sad when I don't respond. He he was clearly worried. He was about to drive down there and bang on your door. Yep. So he was messaging me on Facebook, on Twitter, everywhere. And so just was not able to make it happen Sunday night. So we're recording this on Monday. Fortunately, there's no games today anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, But that is what happened yesterday. 
So let's talk about the roster roundup this past week. Started off with optioning uh, Mark Mathias so that they can pull up Henry Davis on the 19th. Uh, in order to add him to the 40-man, they DFA'd Eli Villalobos for assignment. I'm not sure if he got claimed. I wasn't seeing it anywhere, so I might have to look into that later. They also recalled Cal Mitchell on the 20th and optioned Johan Ramirez, which is kind of an odd choice. Um, and then they recalled Cody Bolton from Indianapolis and placed Brian Reynolds on the 10-day injury list, retroactive to the 20th with lower back inflammation. There's rumors that he had some abdominal strain problems that was debunked earlier in the week, but turns out that he did have some back problems, so he'll be out for the rest of the month. Only a couple more days, and then hopefully he'll be okay leading up until the All-Star break. And then uh, this weekend they traded to the Dodgers uh, cash considerations for right-handed pitcher Andre Jackson to make room for him on the 40-man. They designated Mark Mathias for assignment. Uh, also had G-Man Choi go on a rehab assignment with the Altoona Curve last week. So he could be coming up soon. Reynolds, I, I mean, they took a while to put him on the aisle, so I'm guessing they don't anticipate that to be too long. They also moved Vince Velasquez to the 60-day injured list. Um, let's see if I missed anything. Yeah, not seeing anything with Villalobos. So, any thoughts on any of those uh, moves? I don't know anything about Andre Jackson. I just saw that I, that that he came over, and I'm like, uh, all right. I I just I I don't I haven't looked at stats either, so I don't want to be disparaging in any way, but. Cash consideration to a team like the Dodgers from the Pirates? They're they're saving up to get Otani. I I can't imagine uh, that's all that that valuable. I I don't know. It's just strange to me. Um, Well, they had already designated him, so it's basically just like whoever wants him. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think he had like a 6.4 ERA this season, but it's a small sample size, and in his previous seasons he, and also small sample size, had decent ERA but I don't have, like, the stats in front of me on that. Um, losing Reynolds definitely sucked. Yes. I, I don't I know when – so I don't like Cal Mitchell getting sent back down so quickly. Feels like him and CSN, they're getting called up, don't get any shots, and then sent back down. I'm like, oh. I somewhat agree on that. I think that Mitchell has at least a decent bat. And he he actually started – I went to the game on Wednesday, and he was in right field, I believe, because Palacios, I believe, was in left, and Sawinski probably in center. Um, but he's got a noodle arm. I don't – like, he's a fourth, maybe fifth outfielder, mm-hmm. unless he can hit better to get to, like, a DH kind of position. But I don't, I don't know that he's there. I'm, I'm mixed on that. I, I understand they didn't really have him there. They didn't give him a lot of runway and they didn't do that for CSN. They pretty much had him as, like, a bench bat, not getting those options. But that was – CSN was up when the team was winning, so you, if those if the guys who are on the field are hitting, you don't need to turn to someone on the bench. That's wasn't, not the case right now. Wasn't CSN back up, like, uh, two and a half weeks ago? I think he was back with the team at the beginning of June, and then just – Oh, yeah, he did come up for, like, a week. Yeah. Or not even a week, like – a couple days, and then they sent him down. He got one at bat, I think, 
and played as like a defensive replacement. Maybe he didn't yeah. even get in that bat. I think he mostly just sat on the bench. So mm-hmm. uh, weird way to to use young players. So that, yeah, that's yeah. discouraging. The Choi news is very encouraging. It'd be great yeah, to have his bat bag only. Just something else. Something Santana hitting four. And I mean, we could we could jump into the recap and then kind of just get right back to this. But Santana hitting four is is not working because this team's just not scoring runs. Because the losing continued this past week, we ended up getting to what ten straight losses, shut out eight zero and four zero in the first two games against the Cubs, before managing a few scores in the finale, and then ultimately getting swept after an eight three loss. And then the team looked more competitive as they went to South Beach to face the Fish. Uh, lost the opener 6-4 after Keller had a really strong start, and then the bullpen imploded. They managed to reverse fates on Friday as we scored three runs in the ninth to win 3-1. But then we had some poor decisions in extra innings. Lost Saturday 4-3, and then uh, Sunday just nothing. We lost 2-0. I think we had like three hits. I'm pretty sure two of them were Kutch. So, that is accurate. <laughs> um. Yeah, what, uh, it's just kind of a frustrating position because I came into this, like, last week's episode saying, okay, well, we got swept twice, but at least we're going back home, you know, at least we're hopefully going to improve. And then Reynolds going on the injured list, it kind of feels like a Kiner situation, like, well, we could lose with him or we can lose without him, doesn't, doesn't matter. So, uh, what are your thoughts on what's been going on this past week? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a young team. You're, you're going to have these slumps, but just seeing everybody slump at the same time. You've got Sawinski, Bay, and Castro, who are all in, like, no-hit sprees. Santana's been slumping real bad. Hayes looked like he was going to have a good month. Started off real strong and then just completely fell off. Yep. And, then, and the bullpen's just nothing. You know, the bullpen's not giving us any help. Great starts, though. Four great starts. Very excited. Ortiz especially, obviously, got the win. But what was that, eight innings? One run? Uh, In that start, let me see. I was trying to look up something else. I, I can bring it up real quick. I'm pretty sure he... He went eight because he had to, so it was just Ortiz and Bednar, and that was the only way we could win. Um, yeah, so that that was phenomenal for him. Yeah, someone That's tweeted, and like it was it was a conversation going around about how between Bay, Castro, Hedges, Marcano, I think is part of that group. They have like one hit in their last hundred at bats, or something like something off the wall. Like, they, they're they all just slumping so hard. Yeah. I mean, Hedges, you you expect that. I didn't even bother putting him on the list. He's just, he's there. Great defensively. <laughs> I, I give him credit for what our starting pitchers are doing, so I'll give him a bye. But, yeah. Well, I mean, and we're going to we're gonna talk about that. But, I mean, we, I want to talk about first down on the farm because we actually had some really great stuff happening. Some top prospects were shoving this week. Indianapolis at home won four of seven over the Columbus Clippers. Jared Triolo heating up with a 1.213 OPS on the week, six walks to five strikeouts, four for four on stolen bases. While Quinn Priester posted maybe his best start of the season, 
six shutout innings, three hits, two walks, and 11 strikeouts. Indians are now 33 and 41. Hopefully we'll see one or both of them soon. Moving to Altoona, they lost 4 of 7 to the Bowie Bay Sox. Leo Paguero showing some plate discipline, 370 on base percentage despite a 227 average for the week. Five walks over four strikeouts, three stolen bases. Pivot to the pitching side. Anthony Salamito recently added to the MLB top 100 prospect list. Finally pitched five shutout innings, two hits, and just one walk with six strikeouts. Good bounce back from his previous start in Altoona. The curve sit at an even 34 and 34. Greensboro, they won four of six against the Winston-Salem Dash. Jace Bowen had a really strong week. Three home runs, eight RBI, 1.580 OPS. He was an 11th round pick out of high school in 2019 with some up and down success numbers over the years. Uh, he's looking serious this season though. And, uh, on the pitching side, soon to be futures game participant, JP Massey went five shutout innings in his first start with the Grasshoppers, allowing four walks while striking out three. Uh, excuse me, striking out four. Greensboro hops to 37 and 30. Finally, Bradenton won four of five at Lakeland. Emmanuel Torero pushing for promotion, posting a triple slash of 350-409-500 this week as his season OPS climbs to an 845. Alessandro Ercolani went six scoreless in his start, three hits, one walk, and four strikeouts as the Marauders start their second half strong, sporting a 38-30 and record on the season so far. Um, so the prospects that we're seeing, we've gotten some debuts with Davis, with Gonzalez, uh, with Osvaldo Bideau, who's, I think, been really good. Every time I've seen him out there, like everyone's saying, okay, long-term, he's probably going to be in the bullpen. And I'm not discounting that, but also I don't think that he's in, I don't think that he's a poor starter. I, I think that he's been honestly one of our better ones. I don't know what your thoughts are uh, seeing him. No, I, I thought Bidot has been looking pretty good. I think it just gets crowded. I mean, I, I you hope Contreras can return to form, getting his confidence back up coming out of the bullpen. And then, like you said, Priester is waiting in the wings. So I, I see him getting pushed for the bullpen as well. I, I don't think it's going to be anything. Ideally, he can continue to perform, and it, it's not a situation where... I think he deserves to be there. He just ends up being there. Yeah, I I mean, I don't think that's a concern this season, especially because of how meek our pitching depth is. You know, Burroughs, Brubaker, Velasquez all gone, Contreras in the bullpen. Hill, who knows how many innings he'll be able to throw. Ortiz, same thing. You know, eventually he's going to reach a pitching innings limit. Um. Oviedo, I think he's probably okay, and Keller, the same thing. But yep. we're, we're going to need innings to fill. So I think like Bedeau, uh I think it discounted how good Oviedo has been. He went 0-2 last week with a 2.08 ERA, 13 innings, just three runs, no walks, and nine strikeouts. Like, that's a pretty strong week to have two L's to hang for it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I didn't realize he did that well because so much of the focus is on the offense right now. 
Yeah, well, he, he just pitched on Sunday, and he went six innings – or seven innings. Seven and gave innings. Up, yeah. Did he give up both runs or just one? Doesn't matter. He, he did very well, but it's just – team's not doing anything. So what are you going to do? Just the one run. Um, and that's kind of pivoting to the special for this week. So – the draft is two weeks away. We'll be talking about those top options next week. Currently, the College World Series final game is going on because we're recording this. It's 8.30 on Monday night. Last I checked, LSU was up 5-2 to two, uh, over Florida. So some top candidates for draft there. Like I said, we're going to talk about that next week. Um, right now, I want to talk about the elephant in the room, the fact that this team has dropped 12 of 13, stumbling down to fourth place in a very winnable division where no team has a real clear direction. At what point do they change their position for the season, either becoming sellers, if there's anything they can sell, or um, trying to just get prospects up? I mean, Steve, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, It's... (laughs) It's discouraging is what it is. We should be buyers. We, we have a lot of talent on the team and a lot of prospects waiting to come up. And it really shouldn't be looking at it now. Cincinnati's at top of the division. That's ridiculous. They're not that good. Uh, they're not. They've, they've been promoting a couple prospects. I mean, Ellie De La Cruz, he's got like 20 hits since he debuted. I think that was maybe a week and a half ago. Mm. So he's been on fire. I mean, he hit a single to first base, and it was hard hit. And he just beat, he just ran it out. Huh. That's an electric prospect. We've got a guy like that. He's just not coming back until August. So, I mean, a really poor May. We might have an equally, if not worse, June. After starting twenty and eight, it's like what. What needs to change? Is it is it on Haynes? Is it on Shelton? The pitching's been you know, mostly okay. We haven't had too many like blow up games where it was out of hand. But you know, is it on uh, Oscar Marine? Yeah, I, I, I would put it on on Haynes at this point. I, I think just the way we've seen these guys be able to perform just a slump. I think especially Santana, like he looked really good in the beginning of the season, but over June he's like, I don't know, five for 40 or something. Well, maybe those last two weeks, but. I mean, he's he's definitely like, been struggling. He's supposed to be one of the, the veterans kind of carrying the team as the young guys go through their slumps. I'm really disappointed to see him be streaky and not be able to be that that stabilizing veteran presence. Obviously, Randall's going down, Kutch having some injuries kind of hurts their ability, but that, that's that, that's who I look for, actually. I'll, I'll change my answer from Haynes to the veteran leadership that we really went out and got for this, and we saw them show up in the beginning of the year, and now it, I don't know if it's not showing up. The young guys maybe aren't falling in line with what their instructions are they're trying to get, but just just everybody seems frustrated. Yeah. It, Seth Kutch, he's chill. 
always. There were some rumors recently that the Rangers were interested in trading for Kutch, and then he tweeted out today, like, you guys know I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> All right. Thanks. We know, but it's like it's nice to have him say it. <laughs> the fans um, will burn down the stadium. Yeah. Uh, so people are giving some heat to Key Brian Hayes because he started off so strong and then he's cooled off so, like, badly. He's actually got a 309 average over the past 30 days. Hmm. However, he has a 309 on base percentage because he has gotten zero walks and struck out 28 times in that period. Is the toe tap making him make these poor decisions? Because it's oftentimes where the ball is like way out off the plate or high over the plate and he's he's swinging because he's thinking he's got it timed up, I guess. Maybe he's maybe he's so focused on his new approach to the at-bat, he, he's not as zoned in on the pitch that he's actually getting. He, he's just thinking, okay, let me make sure I'm getting the toe down, make sure I'm getting the, the swing through. It could be just he's trying to do that, trying to get to a point where that part of his swing is subconscious and then getting back to focusing on the pitch itself. Yeah. That's a lot of not walking and a lot of striking out <laughs> in, in there. Um, over the same period. We, we, we've, we've had games where we get a bunch of walks and we get no runs. So I'm like, all right, on base is nice, but. Yep. No, I agree. Um, over that same period of time, Jack Sawinski, 182 batting average. Jason DeLay, 160. Austin Hedges, 160. Not surprising. But Castro, 190. Bay, 192. I mean, when you go a whole month hitting under the Mendoza line, it, is the, who, who else do you see potentially coming up? Now, Nick Gonzalez, he's got his struggles with the fastball. He's gotten on base once via walk in his, let's see, nine plate appearances? Nine, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know specifically that he's the answer. Who else do you see them calling up? Like uh, Peggy coming back up? Do they give Triolo a shot? Yeah. Well, I would like to see Triolo. Um, I think if Marcano and Castro both continue to struggle, you really got to look to Peggy. Give him a shot to come up. Uh, and as crowded as our catching room is, like Andy's lighting it up. Does he come up at some point? We end up having four catchers technically. Yeah, he can play uh, first and second. Santana's struggling. Yep. That's definitely right. an option, too. Yeah. Who, I think he's on they, your your list of call-ups. I'd like to see Andy up. Um, <laughs> I think eventually they bring a Priester. I don't see that it's necessary quite yet, because I think that the rotation of Keller, Hill... Uh, Oviedo, Ortiz, and Vito can handle it for now. Mm-hmm. Do you think Contreras makes it back into the starting rotation anytime soon? I, I don't I think it happens this like, season. Yeah, he's getting these yeah. one-off innings. He's not really getting stretched out at all. It's well, yeah, it's one or two innings. He's basically they got to try to get his confidence back. And Ed and mm-hmm. I were talking about that last week because he had a two-inning outing, and the first inning he was great, and then the second inning they, they he it blew up on him. And I was like, you got to like slowly work his confidence back. He had a good inning. You got to be like, all right, let's pause it there. And then we'll, we'll figure out the rest 
of these innings. He still has the good stuff, just about being able to feel comfortable and confident throwing and locating them. Mm-hmm. Going back to Peggy, in 21 games so far in June, 912 OPS, 290, uh, 295, 367, 545 sl- uh, triple slash. He has 10 walks to 18 strikeouts. Really not that bad. Yeah. I see him as like a free-swinging kind of player. He can play shortstop, bring up Bendy, and he can play second. Not saying you have to just have prospects, but, you know, you've got Nick Gonzalez. Um, if you know what he can do, I mean. I mean, the, the other part of that is if, you know, Castro and Bayer continue to struggle, maybe they need that time back down. Maybe Zawinski needs that time back down to, I don't know what their options are at this point. I imagine they have quite a few left. Sawinski's really frustrating. Mm-hmm. Because he, a lot of the guys, and this is kind of going back to the philosophy from Haynes, is that, like, try to work counts by just watching the ball. And so Sawinski and Joe will watch until they get down to 2 and then they'll start swinging at junk. So yeah. Sawinski, I mean, he gets a good amount of walks, but... Like, I think he probably leads the team in strikeouts, too. Just because yeah, he he just takes so many pitches and, and swings at so much junk. Yeah, now, 79 he's... strikeouts on the season. Hey, I assume he did. That's what you get with those, those power hitters. Um... Like, he's got 15 home runs, but he's he's only getting on base, I mean, 336. It's not terrible, but... I don't know. You you just want to have guys be able to hit and get guys on base and get guys around, and we're we're just not having that right now. Is that what you want from baseball? Oh, man. A little bit. I did my notes all wrong (laughs) this week. I'm asking too much from these guys. Now I I understand why there were rumors about Kutch getting traded. Oh, I was so confused before. I, I don't know what they would do with the trade deadline. I don't. If they keep losing, who do they have to sell? Rich Hill? Maybe? Yeah. Uh, like, if they decide to really break it down, they could trade Bednar. And I imagine that he would probably get us something good because his stuff's legit. But I don't know. I don't know outside of that. I'd prefer them to be buyers. But because we've got a lot of pieces in the farm system who we could deal just by matter of not having the room for them. You know, we got decimated in the minor league rule five this past off season. How's the major league one going to come up with so many guys eligible? Yeah, I think it, it'll be very telling to what they do over the next few weeks with how confident they are in this club and how aggressive they're going to be in getting the prospects up, like Indy and Figuero and Triolo, potentially. Yeah, I, I would be interested to see if they start bringing up all of those guys. Maybe not before the All-Star break, but hopefully soon after. Mm-hmm. Because I think all of them can potentially impact this team in a positive direction. All right. Well, that'd be interesting. We could end up having a very different roster post the All-Star game, if we can get Reynolds back, if we can get Choi back, if we can bring up I mean, some I, guys. I hope so. I'm just not a fan of 
guys who are like Sawinski and not saying I'm not a fan of them. I'm not a fan of like the free swinging uh, approach or like Castro. He he'll just swing out of his shoes when he swings, mm-hmm. and typically it'll be in the dirt or over his head. And, um, yeah, so has got a really good switch. Like he'll he'll be very streaky if he has a game where he's on. What, did he hit two home runs at the game you were at? Is that the game? No, I I went to the, yeah, that was the game before, and I was like, damn it, we got into that Saturday game. Yeah, he's he's streaky, and for some reason, he's completely flipped his numbers this year. Last year, he was so great at home, and now this year, he's got better numbers on the road. I'm like, what is going on with you? He's He's a strange player to figure out. It's, yeah, so you just need somebody who's less streaky. And so I don't know. Like right now, Davis is playing a lot of right field. Uh, when Reynolds is back, th- those are two outfielders I feel pretty comfortable with. Sure. Although hopefully Davis eventually gets behind the plate because hedges and delay, they, they're not cutting it. Defense isn't everything because you still need to put runs on the board. Yeah, I think it'll be a while before we see we actually see that. I think it'll be a while before we see Davis get any starts behind the plate. So let's say they are going to make a change effective for June 27th, which is when we're, this episode's going to drop. What is the number one change that you think this team needs to make, whether it's in coaching, management, players, whatever? Vending machines, you tell me. <laughs> Number one change. Yeah, it, it's. I mean, at this point, it's really just an attitude change. So it's 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 getting it's getting Haynes to understand where these guys are at because it doesn't seem like he he does. And Castro and Zawinski, like we've seen from the past, they can get very high and very low. And just so much of that is the personal aspect of it. I think at this point, potentially both of those guys may need to be sat down for, if not for a couple games in the major leagues, you know, send them back to AAA and try to get their confidence back up that way. But I'm not sure about. He's a little bit more difficult to figure out. He's got to go back to that approach of just bunt the ball straight down and run. Yeah. He used the speed to his advantage. He got so timid, even when he was on base. He he just he he's got to go back to being aggressive, using that speed to his advantage. I think he can still play if he can get that aspect of his game back. Castro and Zwinski, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think they need some some downtime. I think uh, Jason Mackey was the one who posted an article about, uh, or maybe it was just a, a tweet about the philosophy and how they're, they were aggressive earlier this season and they've kind of lost that aggressiveness. Like in April, they led the league in stolen bases. They, they were uh, doing up near the top on, on base percentage and runs. And the past two months, all of that has really fallen off. Mm-hmm. So I agree that they need to kind of change the philosophy but I wouldn't hate if, once again, agreeing, guys like Castro and Sawinski maybe took some time down in AAA, give other guys opportunities. Mm-hmm. I understand the power potential for both of them, but 
you basically have two like Adam Dunn types, yeah. where it's all or nothing. I mean, it, and we saw it work really well for Castro last season. Went down for. I don't know, maybe two or three weeks he came back. He was on fire at the end of last yeah, season. I think he was hitting like 270, 280. Mm-hmm. That's respectable. You'll take that. Yeah. From a guy who can hit like 20-plus home runs. I mean, hopefully it doesn't become a trend with him where he has to sit down constantly, but... Right. That's what well, you got to do right now. If that happens, there's other options, but it's just mm-hmm. kind of a, a frustrating thing. So, all right. Uh, we, what else did I want to talk about? We had the City Connect jerseys officially get announced, uh, even though pretty much everyone saw them before that. Yeah. And that drops tomorrow. They'll be wearing those at the game. Did you see the jerseys and, and did you have any thoughts on the designs? Hey, I, I like the, um, the details for the jerseys. You know, having the, the, the Y, having the stars for the steel. That, that was neat. It's like they they have a backstory. Overall yeah. design, I don't know, pretty standard. Pretty meh. I, I like that it looks like it's a texture from a little bit of distance, but mm-hmm. you know, from a longer distance, it's basically just black on yellow, yeah. PJ PGH. It's like okay, that's not. That's kind of that's fine, I guess. It's not anything flashy, but no. Uh, I mean, other ones are a lot more goofy, so I, I guess I'm okay with it. I, I don't need them to. Uh, who was it? I think Houston's wearing like bright pink or something weird. <laughs> That's weird. Okay. Um, and then we did have the. I was expecting to talk about the combine this episode because the combine was last week, and there were a number of top prospects who were supposed to be there, including. Uh, Paul Skeens, starting pitcher for LSU, and Wyatt Langford, Florida, uh, potentially Dylan Cruz. And then both of their teams made it to the finals for World Series. They they just kept playing. And they're in the final game right now. Score 8.45 is up to 9-2 LSU. And they got thrashed yesterday. Mm. I'm not going to get into the weeds on that, but uh, both teams really good. Cruz won for two with a single... Uh, Langford, one for one with a home run. Um, so there's there's some interesting options there. Like I said, me and I, I guess we'll be talking about those options next week. But let's look ahead to this week. We're back home wearing those City Connect jerseys uh, Tuesday against the Padres, three game series, and then this weekend we will be facing the Brewers for three game set. Uh, matchups, we've got Yu Darvish versus Rich Hill, uh, lefty Blake Snell versus Mitch Keller on Wednesday, and then final game on Thursday, former Pirate Joe Musgrove versus Luis Ortiz. So that's not uh, optimal uh, opponents, especially because Blake Snell was struggling earlier this season. He's been heating up. Musgrove, I think, has been doing better. Padres overall haven't been playing well, but... Um, that's some interesting pitchers for us to have to contend with. Yeah. What are your exactly. thoughts on those matchups? And I mean, you know, pending if the team can score runs. <laughs> that is certainly going to be a struggle. I know Darvish is not as as lights out as he was 
in years past, but he's still a very savvy pitcher. I, I like him matching up against Hill. I feel like we get these a lot. We get the wily veterans going up against our wily veteran. So I, I think that'll be a. I think these are all going to be fun games to watch because, like you said, Snell's been very good going up against Keller. Musgrove is really good, and he's going up against Ortiz, who came off what must have been his, his best performance so far. Yeah. So I, I think those are. If we can continue to play the way we did in this past series, I think those are going to be good games. I don't know that we win too many of them, though. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely going to be tough, especially because the Padres, you look at that lineup. Machado's been heating up. Tatis is up to, like, 15 home runs, even though he missed the first month of the season or more. Uh, they've got Juan Soto. They've got – who else is on that team? Just a ton of uh, talented guys. They're, they're, they're a very challenging group. Yeah. And so was Miami. They have a lot of good hitters, too, so. I mean, Not they have Luis Arias, and they have <laughs> Jorge Soler. I mean, that was most – and, I mean, Arias went, what, five for five against us with a home run in the one game, so. Like, he is trouble. He's the one you got to worry about. But Padres have a lot of guys that you kind of have to worry about, unfortunately. Also thinking Ha Seung Kim, he's pretty good. So how do you? What's your prediction? Oh, I'm saying one and two. I think that's fair. I, I think that's that's pretty optimistic, honestly, given how we've been playing. Yeah. And then this weekend, Brewers first game: Freddie Peralta versus Osvaldo Bedoe. Then we've got Corbin Burns on Saturday versus Johan Oviedo. And finally Sunday, Colin Ray versus Rich Hill. I think we faced Ray before. We, uh, we faced Peralta last week. Yeah. We missed, we missed Burns, Burns. Ray. Yeah. Oh, we did miss Ray? Okay. Yeah. I'll have to go back and look at that then. Hopefully that that's a good sign, because obviously they swept us last time. It was nice to see Peralta again. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not looking forward to having the face burns, but uh, those are the predicted starters right now. That could change. But uh, Burns is actually having a down season. 4.1 ERA. What a jump. Yes. All right. That'd be great to get Oviedo a good start and a win. Be real nice. Maybe. So at home, facing the Brewers. Do you think we do any better? I mean, they've kind of they've been struggling. Like they they won against us, but I don't think they've overall been doing that great. Um, yeah, they took two three to the Guardians, but the Guardians aren't that good. And they lost two three to the Diamondbacks, and now they're facing the Mets for a four game series. Hmm. I think this weekend's the. The Hawaiian shirt weekend, right? So we're going to have that, that power working in our favor. Yes. Do we always win on – oh, actually, not only that. You know what else is this weekend? Anthrocon. So, you know, Kutch will be all furry amped. Oh. <laughs> How did I not have that on my calendar? We should be saying he's going to go – they're, they're going to go 3-0 and and he's going to hit six home runs. How did you not have that on your calendar? <laughs> Um, yeah, no, they've got Hawaiian shirt night. They've got the uh, the hats. Oh, yeah, hats. Uh, they, like, 
That's a lot of cool stuff. I, can, I, I wish I was yeah. going to the games. You went to... I know, I just went to two yeah. games, and I, I came home, and I was just so drained. And I was talking to Janelle, my wife, and she's... I'm like, I don't... I, you know, because I'm talking about going to an Altoona game, because they're going to be in Harrisburg. Uh, I think they're in Harrisburg, like, this mm-hmm. week. And I was like, oh, you know, I could go, or I could go at the end of next month, but uh, I don't know, I'm just so drained. I don't even want to watch baseball for a while. And now I'm like, oh, maybe I'll go right back out to Pittsburgh. <laughs> it's like it's like a five-and-a-half-hour drive from here. And, yeah, just to watch them lose, 100%. <laughs> I, I just enjoy things. Just, just, so. just to watch them get five hits all by McCutcheon. Well, okay, so possibly. That would be Saturday night is Hawaiian shirt night, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Shoot. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think about it. I'm probably not going to do it because it's the same. Like a couple weeks ago, I was like, oh, yeah, I'd love to go to, like, the Wednesday game against the A's, something like that. And I was like, I'm not going to go. But I would love to go see that. Burns versus Oviedo? I mean, that's that's a pretty good matchup. Yeah, if Oviedo can continue to perform... I, I actually, I really like that matchup. But, yeah. But I, as we're we're shilling for people to go by, uh, go to the Pirates games. I know they're losing, but come on, guys. It's <laughs> fun stuff. It's a beautiful stadium. There's a it's bunch a of bars. Stadium. It's great. You drink your no, troubles away. They've got that new, uh, oh, man. So when the rumors were swirling last week about Reynolds potentially going to the injured list and all the media guys were at the park because Travis Williams – was showing off the new, like, store, like, um, uh, fan uh, merch shop, basically, mm-hmm. that they opened. And, and so that's what they were all posting about. And so people were like, hey, find out if Reynolds is okay. And all of them were like, we're going to try. We, this isn't really – we can't right now. I'm like, oh, you guys. So – doesn't seem like, like I said, doesn't seem like it's serious. He probably won't have to do a rehab or anything like that. He'll just get right back on, but. Yeah, hopefully. Gives him uh, Gives him an extended, you know, time off. We got the All-Star break. I expect we won't see him before then. Yeah. What pirate will make the All-Star game? Like, Keller? Bednar? Yeah. I mean,. I, I can't imagine anyone else. I, I think those two, I don't yeah. even know if both of them are locks, but I, yeah. I'd say Keller should be. Uh, and he's he Keller hadn't had those, like, two or so bad performances. I think those really hurt him. Um, yeah, I don't know that Kutch's numbers are quite, no, Kutch's numbers aren't quite that good. Yeah, they're not bad, but yes, mm-hmm. I, I concur. He'd get, he'd have to get it just on popularity alone, which could happen, but. That's true. Yeah, Bednar, if Holderman hadn't gone down, maybe him, but. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, Keller is 28th in baseball in ERA. Um, but in the National League, he is. Thirteenth. Mm, okay. Mm. Still not that great. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see on that. 
but yeah, so prediction for the Brewers series. I'm saying uh, one and two. No, I'm going to say two and one. I'm going to be a little more optimistic for this one. And Milwaukee is not that good. We're back at home. So they're not, but we're just not hitting. I'm hoping that, like, Gonzalez and Davis are like, okay, bat us back-to-back. We got this. We're (laughs) going to make this happen. Just going to go out there. Gonzalez, you don't have any hits yet. I'm going to go out there and get all the hits. Don't you worry. But, like, here's the thing. Davis should be in four. Santana should be moved down to, like, six or seven. He's he's just, like, there's putting too much pressure on him to be able to hit, and he's not able to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, defensively, but, yeah. Yeah, oh, my God. If he stays the whole year and stays healthy, he's a gold glove contender. It's mm-hmm. crazy. So we could take first and third base gold gloves away from the Cardinals. That'd be great. Fingers crossed. Um, so, yeah, he needs to get moved down, figure out, Something with the middle infield because they're kind of a mess. Um, Palacios has been actually pretty good. And then, actually, that, oh, you didn't see it, but the game, uh, Rich Hill, I think, he was pitching and he gave up a hit, but Palacios caught it and his glove came off. Oh, I did see that. Oh, that was, that was rough. It, then, it sounded like they said it was overturned. And they go to Palacios, and he's like, yay! And it's like, he's safe. I don't know what happened with that. That was, a, that was a weird situation. And then Shelton came out to like, like, hey, you guys should probably go out and clarify. And Blue is basically like, no, no, no. We, I mean, they understand what we meant. We don't need to. There's a guy on first. We'll figure it out. It's fine. Like, okay. he's, he's safe. He's, keep him at first. And then next batter, he'll give up a two-run shot. I, I think, think that was the home run to Arias. Florida. These freaking yep. domes and officials kill us. But, no, Palacios, good. Um, Davis, I, I, he's got a really strong arm. I, I don't hate him in right field. like to see him a catcher just because it gets hedges and delay out of the lineup. But right now we don't have a ton of great outfield options. So yeah. we'll see. Also, I like Bay better in, in the outfield than at second base. His reflexes, and surprisingly, are, are just not made for infield. Also true. So we'll see. Hopefully they turn around this week. We said that last week. They got one win, so maybe this week we at least double up. This is my prediction. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that wraps it up for all of us here at the 412 Double Play Podcast. Thank you again for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at 412 Double Play. I post pitcher previews on game days, my Sunday and Monday game recaps on Inside the Bucks Basement. Uh, merch store is live. Um, spread shop link is in the description. We've been adding designs, um, topical stuff. We got the uh, Hank the Tank shirt or uh, whatever design that we just added last week. So definitely look into that. Continue listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever else podcasts are found. Make sure to subscribe so you get notified when we drop new episodes. From all of us here at the 412 Double Play Podcast, thank you for joining us, and let's go Bucks. Let's go Bucks. Let's go Bucks.